Welcome all you wiretappers out there. I've got a quick little uh, bonus episode here. Uh, I came into contact with uh, my guest here, uh, Christopher Armitage, and he has a really interesting background. He has a new book that's out there about human trafficking. And when I started, first started talking to Chris, I said, you know, what's the deal with human trafficking? When I was a policeman, that was not a deal. I see it all the time. I see that term human trafficking. Well, what does human trafficking even look like? So Chris, welcome. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Gary. Uh, I think the show, the work you're doing is fantastic. And um, I'm honored to speak to you and your audience here. Right, and thanks. also to talk to uh, another former law enforcement professional. <laughs> That's right. Both both former cops, so we say. Uh, uh, now, what's the title of your book? First of all, somebody wants to get it. What's the title of your book? So the title of my book is Forced Sex Trafficking, What It Is and How You Can End It. Okay. So uh, I guess... For sex trafficking, let's, I think that's the most important subject we can talk about here. And I think we all know that, you know, in third world countries and countries where there is no options, many times sex work is an option for a woman that needs to take care of her elderly parents. So, you know, the youngest daughter, the, the attractive daughter, she can, she can help take care of her parents when there's no other way to take care of them. And, and you know, from the, uh, uh, what the Eastern European countries and, and from South America and, and Mexico and from Asian countries, these countries that don't have much opportunity, these sex traffickers, they see that and they see these girls are vulnerable and they can make some money out of it by bringing them, especially to the United States. So Chris, tell our guys a little bit about that. How does that work? Sure. Well, you know, transnational sex trafficking is wrapped up in so many multinational criminal activities at, and, and they extend their tendrils very far there's a lot of money behind them uh so many people in the united states who go to massage shops and, and uh you know uh, uh, street sex workers and that kind of thing they think that what they're doing is, is victimless but the fact is there is an incredibly widespread number of people who are told say uh we're going to help send you to america from this country that we're currently in and once they get here, they're told, okay, you owe us $50,000, you're going to work it off. And so they're slaves. They're being held against their will or drug addiction could be used against them. Sometimes they'll be forced to take addictive substances to facilitate the slavery side of things and keep control over them. And so but this isn't just something either that affects uh, folks from other countries who are brought here or folks in other countries. Even here in the United States, for example, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, just a few years ago, there was a young woman who was about 15 or 16, and she was abducted, and uh, they found her two years later in, uh, in, in Arizona, in a public park, and uh, they just thrown her out of the van and be like, we said, all right, we're done with you. We got the work we wanted out of you. And they, for two years, they've been making her work as a sex slave. And so this, this is something that all of us need to be concerned about. So uh, like in the United States, for example, I assume it would be many times would be drug addicts. I just watched a, a show, many, many of these guys, many, many uh, wiretappers out there have seen the, the deuce. And so it was about these sex workers, uh, street prostitutes in, in Times Square back in the day. And, and, and some of them were kind of doing it uh, on their own accord, but mainly they were doing it because they had a pimp who was providing them with drugs and protection 
and they just and they were obvious girls that didn't feel like they had any option other than doing this is that you know how do you see that developing in the united states i think it's a it's a representative of a, of a cancer and i don't use that term lightly like a cancer within our society our culture our nation and all of humanity that these these toxic situations bubble up where humans feel that that's what they have to do and sometimes it is their only option we need to do better. And, and for me, I'm not someone who just is going to sit around and complain and say, gosh, I, I wish that people didn't have to suffer like that, where they felt like their only choice was to go out and um, be essentially coerced into sex work. And so the way that we fix that, though, is we take individual responsibility. And so I did when I wrote this book. I said, what's something that's universally despised, uh, something that we, none of us want to see? And you know, sex slavery is that thing. And so those folks who are out, you know, being forced, whether it's Times Square or even in small town America, I mean, even Spokane, Washington, that we use forced sex trafficking trade even. That's um, universally despised and we can do something about it. Everyone watching this, no matter where you are with your means and your resources, can find some way to uh, fight back against this and, and know in your heart that you're taking your morals, your values and doing something with them. So, uh, you know, we, uh, this podcast really focuses on organized crime and, and by the nature of the business, it's got to be organized. So say from south of the border are the uh, drug cartels. Is that like a side business since they're already smuggling drugs across? They've got all these ways to get people across the border. It's a massive, massive multinational income stream, and it is very tightly paired with the drug trade. Um, they, a lot of times they'll actually ship humans as if they're, drugs or even combine them you know uh women that they're trafficking or children even um you know store the drugs on their person or within them and so the two are very tightly linked it's a huge income stream for uh, not just cartels but I mean, we're talking billions many billions of dollars uh not just the cartels but also uh asian criminal organizations terrorist organizations they know that they can make money this way shipping people illegally around and forcing them to sell their bodies. Interesting. Well, now, uh, in, in your book, are there going to be some stories about uh, some of these different uh, situations that, that you've uncovered and uh, law enforcement's uncovered? Yeah, we uh, in the book, I spoke about a few different circumstances. Uh, you know, I covered some of the high-profile cases and fleshed out what they mean from a, a victimization perspective. Okay. You know, some victims are just... Uh, it could be your daughter and they're, you know, 13 years old and they're messaging someone on a forum online or on Reddit or something like that. Uh, you know, then all of a sudden they're gone. They don't belong to anymore. They're working on a webcam, that sort of thing. Uh, some of the stories are, like I said, are more high profile. In the book, I talked a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein, Michael Jackson, broke down some of the behaviors. Okay. And that's what, with the title of the book, you know, Forced Sex Trafficking, what it is and how you can end it. I wanted it to be absolutely clear you're going to be able to have a grasp on the subject and how you can make a difference in ending it in under you know 150 words all right or, great. I'm sorry 150 pages <laughs> 150. okay yeah. great chris uh and that's available on amazon i would have to to imagine yes right? sir as a kindle or a, a hardback i'm sure most people read kindles anymore <laughs> Uh, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and talking to me about this uh, topic that I really knew, you know, we didn't even think about it when I was a copper, you know, been 25, 30 years ago now, 
you know, we knew about drugs and, and we knew about prostitutes, but it all seemed like it was just an individual thing. And we never, I'll be honest, we never really looked beyond the surface on that. It was a, a crime that, that, that law enforcement has overlooked for a long time is this uh, organized that it'll go way back to the thirties when they got lucky Luciano for, for, uh, uh, basically sex trafficking in, in, in New York and convicted him of that. But, uh, law enforcement has not paid much attention to it. So I'm, I'm woefully ignorant about it. I'm glad that you were able to, to enlighten me and enlighten the rest of my guys out there. I really appreciate it, Chris. Say the name of your book one more time. Forced sex trafficking, what it is, how you can end it. And I also want to mention that 100% of uh, the money, Amazon takes a slight cut for every book you sell. Yeah. But after that, every dollar goes towards organizations that are mentioned in the book as helping advocate for victims, provide aid to victims, and fight back, sometimes in a literal sense, against forced sex trafficking. Okay, Chris, thanks a lot. Thank you very much for having me, Gary. I appreciate it. Well, guys, that was Chris Armitage. Uh, I appreciate Chris coming on here. He's, uh, of course, he's got a book to sell, and I'm happy to help him do that. I just think it's a, a really interesting kind of uh, view of, of crime. Uh, this uh, What we think of as a victimless crime many times has victims. Even drugs would be, say, it was a victimless crime, but but there's many victims of, of drug addiction. So uh, just remember that next time you think about going to a massage parlor, uh, those oriental massage parlors just give, give some thought to who those girls are and what is their motivation for doing what they do or, or any of that other kind of uh, uh, sex uh, sex for pay kind of activity and you know we're, we're all men and most of us on this podcast are men and and I know I've uh, when I was a young man I did my share of drinking and, and pranking around and so just just keep that in mind. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And don't forget to look out for motorcycles and uh, hit me up on Venmo. Uh, might want to buy me a cup of coffee one of these days. Uh, you know, I've got my movies out there. I've got all kinds of stuff for sale. And support the podcast. Tell a, tell a friend about it. Uh, tell your neighbors about it. Tell two friends about it. It's actually what they say to do. Uh, I'll just keep growing this podcast. I, I've got several new interviews lined up with a, a couple of them with real deal mob guys. Those are, uh, you know, they're out there all over the place. I've done quite a few and, and I've got a few more to get. And I don't know. I, I'll, I'll leave Sammy the bull alone. I'd have to pay him money. And, and same way with uh, Francisa, I'm not going to pay him any money, but there are still mob guys out there. And, and I've got a whole lot of agents, uh, FBI agents, DEA agents, ATF agents, uh, police officers who've done a lot of work in that area and have a lot of good stories to tell. Plus, I like researching these stories and, and then telling you the stories because I just I think they're interesting. I, I like to think that you all guys are all entertained by that. So thanks a lot for supporting the podcast. Talk to you later.